0: Welcome to gruesome your horrific true crime podcast I'm Connie along with Martha Stewart's number one apprentice Meg she's gonna tell us about the Santa Claus strangler
1: have I ever told you about how I want to get a Martha Stewart tattoo yeah and I fully support that. (laughs) I want to get her as a saint like Saint Martha I love Martha Stewart I know you do I thought about how much you loved Martha Stewart tonight when
0: I was, I know these are extreme for us world problems, but I'm about to complain <laughs> about, but I had to go to Meyer tonight, like the grocery store to get like all of the things to make. I decided I was going to like give out cookie boxes. And then I realized like, shit, this is kind of a way bigger undertaking than I thought I got. I have to go get more ingredients. So I go to Meyer and I, I had this like nice cookie scoop and I know you don't need a cookie scoop, but the way my brain works, I have to follow directions to a T. So my husband used the cookie scoop for ice cream and like obliterated it
1: because (gasps) how, you know, you can't even get scoops big enough.
0: No, that was the problem.
1: Yeah. What the heck? And he had told
0: me like a month ago that he would order me another one. But I didn't want him to because I knew he would order either an extreme one. Yeah. And it would be extremely expensive and ridiculous and not exactly what I needed. So at Meyer today they had the Martha Stewart brand that I looked at, but I ultimately went with the KitchenAid because hashtag KitchenAid for Life. So
1: <laughs> not sponsored. It's not it's an ad. Not enough. We uh it's Christmas week. Mm-hmm. So Cookies, it's fair that you had to go buy new stuff to make cookies because mm-hmm. if you're going to be serious about making cookies, this is the week to do it. I also need to
0: know who in Ohio bought all of the white chocolate chips. You left all of the chocolate chips, but there was no, I went to two different places.
1: I know that's no not a lot, chocolate? but
0: that's maybe a lot. it's a
1: shortage thing. Like how there's damn you, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to come up. Short. I just wanted
0: to bake these like white chocolate peppermint cookies, like with candy cr- canes crushed on top because I saw it on Pinterest.
1: That does sound really good. I would eat that.
0: Yeah. But so I'm going to go to the one place that never lets me down. Trader Joe's.
1: Oh, I was going to say, is it Aldi? <laughs> it's Trader no, Rose. I don't go
0: to, I don't ever go to Aldi's and only because this and I know they have a reason for it. But the speed in which they throw my shit down the conveyor
1: it belt. It is chaotic as hell, yes.
0: Stresses me out. And then the, <laughs> the audacity that I have to scoop up my own groceries and bag them. Now well, you because-
1: just keep a laundry basket in your car. You push your cart out and just load them into your laundry basket. Oh,
0: that's a really good idea. But to be completely... First world props. This was the first time I've stepped foot into a grocery store to buy stuff in probably six months. So welcome back. It was as horrible <laughs> as I remember. And I will be continuing with my Kroger pickup
1: from here on
0: out. Uh, anyway, Santa fun, Claus.
1: That was a fun <laughs> segue. Sorry guys. I'm very passionate about this because I'm was- very passionate about these cookies uh trigger warnings for this christmas nightmare i'm about to tell you uh rape murder i would say like crushing of dreams because no one wants to hear santa claus this way Mm -mm. they they really did santa dirty
0: uh i like our one of our uh patreon listeners recommended it's to like do Christmas in July because we're really like crushing people with all these like doom and gloom before <laughs> the holidays, the Santa Claus stuff. And I think that next year that's appropriate, but on the same, it's murder regardless. Yeah, it's
1: never pretty, guys. I just
0: don't and like it... adding the holiday
1: spice to it. <laughs> uh, it's not cinnamon. It's murder. Well. On Christmas Day, 1972, in the San Pedro area of Los Angeles, California, a 43-year-old woman named Lois Petrie was—it might be Petrie, but I think it's Petrie. Lois Petrie was frequenting her favorite bar. Her husband had died only two months before from cancer, Mm. and she was a newly single mother. So I would imagine crushing me. It's probably a pretty hard Christmas for her. Um, Lois was a regular at this bar. And when she left around midnight that evening, she caught a cab and headed home. The very next day, December 26th, Lois failed to show up for family dinner. Her sister went to Lois's home to see what was going on. But when she got there, she found her sister's partially nude body in the bedroom. She had been raped and strangled. And when detectives arrived, they found no signs of forced entry, very little evidence. And because of the Christmas time, you know, association, the Santa Claus strangler was born. And again, stop giving serial killers cool. Fun nicknames. names. Yeah, yeah. Fun names. <laughs> Call them like Ball sack Ben or something like that. Like <laughs> st- <laughs> they'd come forward just to be like, "That's not my name," because <laughs> that's we go But as we know, yeah. the '70s were rife with serial killers, especially Yikes. in California, in Southern California. I can think of like four. There, like, I can think of like the Hillside, Sunset Strip, Skid Row, Stabber. Mm-hmm. You said '70s. '70s. Not '80s, because you're thinking a- Night Stalker, right? Yeah, Night Stalker,
0: and then um, Freeway. Uh, did I say Freeway? What no, did I say? but I have is The Man in the Window, whatever that one, East East. Oh, yeah, can't think. It's gonna bother me now. But anyways,
1: I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so there's yeah. a bunch. Thank you, '70s. Um, and that happened Ugh. in 1972, but two years later. In August of 1974, after an argument with her husband at a bar, Catherine Medina, who was 50, left the argument. She ran off. She was mad. She was a little drunk. She left the argument she was having with her husband. She flagged down a brown van and got in. And the next day, her body was found on the shore of Mikado Lake in Harbor City. But she wasn't actually identified for three weeks. Uh, her, yeah I know like she's with her husband her body was found but they couldn't tell who she was until three weeks later when um, a fisherman found her purse in a crab trap
0: or did, what did her husband I'm assuming her husband had like reported her missing did they
1: not you know there wasn't a lot about each of these murders separately and I kind of went looking to see if there were old articles from them but there. It was not well reported on at the time. Shocker. Um, Shocker. And then a month later, Anna Felch, 54, left the bar she had been drinking at. Her body was found six hours later at a nearby construction site. Wow. Yeah. That's Anna and Catherine both sexually assaulted and strangled. Now, these three murders all took place in the San Pedro area of Los Angeles. Uh, But further up north, San Francisco, there were very similar murders taking place. And I don't don't know if people outside of California realize it's like a nine hour drive between LA and San Francisco. It's like really far away. So it makes sense that initially no one's going to connect these murders together. Yeah.
0: And back then,
1: and I mean, I feel like now with technology,
0: we don't see it as much. But back then different police departments weren't exactly gung-ho to work with other police departments. So sometimes information wasn't properly shared.
1: Yeah. Um. In March, March 12th, 1974, that same year, 55 year old Irene Hurd was closing down the bar that she owned. It was called Irene's Domar club, which that's awesome. Like if Mm -hmm. I ever have a bar, I'm going to give it my own name. That's cool. Uh, She was attacked, she was raped, she was strangled. November 1974, 83-year-old Maude Burgess. Maude, she was found in the same condition in her own apartment, which was a part of a complex that she helped manage. Was she also out right before?
0: Or was she just found? She was in her
1: apartment, but these women all have something very similar in common. They're all between, they're all over 40. Mm-hmm. They all tend to drink or go at a bar too. Um, I don't know if she was at a bar, I would say probably. Um, and then but then 5 Based months later that. another woman was found, Leah Griffin, 60. Um, and she had been living in a hotel on Powell Street in San Francisco. So, keep paying attention. <laughs> Started Christmas 1972, nothing for 1973 in 1974 murder in march august september november and then april 1975 which makes six and i like i don't want to say older women but these women are all older than 40 they drank at bars there's a lot of strong patterns there like you already saw it. you were already yeah. like connecting those dots mm-hmm. on july 9th a couple months after the last one in april 1975, a newly engaged couple went to the San Luis Obispo's police station to make a report. The woman, Jean, told the police a very strange story. Her soon-to-be father-in-law had come to their apartment to help with a project. Jean had moved from Pennsylvania uh, without her fiancé to get their apartment ready, and he was going to come out like a month later. And her future father-in-law graciously picked her up at the airport and offered to help with whatever she needed to get everything going. And at first he had been super nice. He had helped her. Uh, There was no weirdness there. But then things got a little strange. He started leaving notes on her car, confessing his love for her. (laughs) Like... He had fallen in love with her. And it was it was very out of the blue, she said. It, she had no idea where it came from. Because obviously she had known him before. If no, she was she, This gay. was like when she met him. Oh, I okay. Well, so I guess that makes met... sense that they lived in Pennsylvania. That makes sense. Yeah, so suddenly her future father-in-law is like in love with her. So she was... But this is also the only person she knows out there. So she's still seeing him, but she's just trying... She felt very unsafe. She would go to the library to not be home, just anything to avoid him. But one day she was riding in the car with him on the freeway and he turned to her and admitted to murdering four women. Just told her, "I murdered four what? women."
0: He the said,
1: hell? I-, <laughs> "I know." He said, "I murdered a woman in San Francisco and I murdered three in San Pedro the year before."
0: How do you have he- jump out of
1: that car? <laughs> Tuck and roll, baby. Tuck and uh, roll. Uh, he called them his four sins, but he felt like he was helping poor, sick women. Uh, one of the women, I think two of them actually, had just been diagnosed with cancer. She didn't believe him at first. She was like, mm, I don't like, know oh, about cool. this. Yeah, but you're weird. Then she saw him at some point get incredibly angry and. As she saw the fit he threw, she was like, Yep, this guy is absolutely capable of this. As soon as her fiance, Hell, yeah, like, how do you tell your fiance that? Yeah. As soon as he arrived in California, she was like, Uh, we have an issue. And they went to the police and just cut him out. Stop talking to him completely. Had a boy. Yeah. And so the police interviewed Adolf Loudenberg, the stepfather of this woman's fiancé, Gene's fiancé. And while detectives agreed that he was a suspect, they could find no evidence that he was actually the man responsible. Maybe he was just saying this to get attention or whatever. He was not arrested. Gene said that when she reported it to the San Luis Obispo PD, they didn't take her seriously but they did they didn't believe her essentially so mm-hmm. but they still referred it to the LAPD and the LAPD took it very seriously and they were actually the ones who brought Adolph in but he was friendly and straightforward he denied everything no evidence other than Jean's story of his confession and so everything went cold six murders she and Adolf's stepson were married and they pretty much moved back to Pennsylvania as soon as the summer was over. But Adolf kept sending her postcards, like love letters, confessing his love and being in love with his daughter-in-law until oh. one day they just stopped. I know. So gross. Gives me also, the heaps. She's probably in her twenties and this guy is at least 50 at this point. 75, I think he's already 50. So he just disappeared. He stopped sending the letters. They just never heard from him again. Hope he's dead. She She always remembered, though, that he had told her that. And Mm -hmm. she just tried to forget about him in general, which can't blame her. Adolph Theodore Loudenberg was born in 1926 in Lexington, Kentucky to a german immigrant he was a butcher his mother died when adolf was only a few years old and this guy served in world war ii he was on a naval construction battalion in the caribbean in 1944 and that was when he met his wife anel anel also had a son from a previous marriage steve so that was the stepson Mm -hmm. from before and he adopted steve so he became his father I guess it wasn't really his stepson then, you know, when the couple moved to California after he left the service, um, they got a house, they uh, were living life, but he and his wife were complete opposites. She was outgoing. She was very into health and lifestyle. She was loved to go dancing. She worked at it like a dance studio and Adolf was pretty quiet, kept to himself, but, by all accounts, he was a generous man. He would give money to people if they need it. He would help if you asked. Eventually, though, the differences took a toll on Anel, and Anel left Adolf after thirty years of marriage. So they were married in nineteen forty-four. Thirty years later is nineteen seventy-four. Hmm. Hmm. Weird, huh? He did remarry, but that marriage also ended in divorce. He moved to new orleans for a little bit before he moved back to the san pedro area he moved in with one of his sons and then some of his grandchildren he kind of just floated around he was i guess you could call him a transient Mm -hmm. but he had a camper he pretty much lived in or he would just live with family or friends um he moved in with some of his grandkids in 2002 and at that point he was 76 And 27 years had passed since his initial confessions to his daughter-in-law. And then he confessed again to another daughter-in-law. What is it with this dude and his daughter-in-laws? I have a theory on that that I will talk about at the end of this. Um, But this other daughter-in-law, she called, her name's Renee, she called Adolph grandpa because he was her kid's grandpa. You know how it just kind of happens, like, like I call my mom by her grandma name now whenever I see her because my kids are around and it just comes out. Mm-hmm. So she calls him grandpa. He had taken her kids to school and babysat them. And now as she sat visiting with him, she mentioned that he seemed depressed. Maybe he should think about therapy. And Adolf looked at Renee and said, I can't because I raped and murdered four women in my lifetime. And she asked him to repeat it and like if my grandpa dropped that on me i'd be like uh come again uh can you please stop rewind that it is legitimately what happened she wanted repeat what you said and she asked for the details she looked him straight in the face and was like how you said that you strangled these like how did you do it did you use rope did you and he told her that he choked them He had raped and choked three women in San Pedro and a fourth in San Francisco. He told her around how old they were, what they looked like. And after that, she was like, uh, grandpa, I gotta go. And she got to went right to the police that second. So now LAPD has two women telling them the same story 27 years apart. And these women do not know each other. They have never met. They live across the country. One lives in Pennsylvania and is now divorced from his son. And the other one lives in California and is also divorced from his son. So these women don't know each other. Detective Richard Bankston had taken over this case from Detective Chris Merlot. And Merlot was like, Renee knows these things that were never made public, the ages of the women, the fact that they were all white, that they were at certain bars, how they were murdered, Um, and they were like, can you get him to confess if we tap your phone? And she tried, but all she could get him to say was that he took all of his problems to the Lord, he took them to the Lord every day, and he said that mistakes are made. But, no. Okay. That's Yeah. No. Four intentional murders are not mistakes. No. And I
0: would be venturing to say, I'm probably going to get heat for this acts <laughs> of infidelity. That's a mistake. Like taking someone's life. That is not, not a, a mistake. mistake. I mean, it is a mistake. Like in the grand scheme, it is a mistake, but that's not like a, whoop, small little mistake. That's a huge that's a You
1: fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you're done, friend. That's not like a... Oh. Yeah, we're actually not friends. I wouldn't call you that. Um. So, anyways, Renee is telling him this. They're trying to get figure out what's going on, but they really wanted to get back in touch with Jean. So they call her, and it's been like almost 30 years, but luckily for these detectives, Jean is the kind of woman... She doesn't throw anything away. So they were like, do you have a photo of Adolf at that time? And not only did she have a photo of him, but she had also written in a journal the exact day that he had, quote unquote, confessed his sins to her. Plus, she still had all of the weird love letters that he had sent her. Like, just tucked away in a she box somewhere. She was like,
0: I am going to burn him one day. I, <laughs> this, he is going to get in trouble for this, and I'm going to be the one there with the evidence. for sure like what if i need this someday and she did because you know that was a hard memory for her to keep like that is no one wants to be reminded of that and to like boss up and be like i need to keep these because they're gonna come in handy someday
1: (laughs) i just feel it in my bones good for her so Adolf didn't have a record at all not even like a speeding ticket no he acted like a pop pop exactly he was he had a big white beard he looked like santa claus no so not only did this you know he got this nickname from the circumstance of when it was but he also looks like santa claus
0: that's freaking gross it's so gross
1: um, But I, if you saw our Instagram, <laughs> our Instagram game Santa or Serial Killer, you know that there's a lot of <laughs> Santa Clauses that look pretty I, when scary. posted those. I was like, "Damn, Meg, about <laughs> to give me nightmares." I should have done it and like thrown this guy in the mix. Okay, I have a
0: off topic real, real quick. I have to ask this: <laughs> Do you think in 2021? Say the idea of mall Santas just occurred. Do you think
1: millennial moms would no. be putting their kids on Santa's laps? Not a snowball's <laughs> chance in hell. No way. Absolutely not. <gasps> I thought about that after I was looking at those pictures. I was like, this little sketch. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think no. that
0: as I took my kids to see Santa, now in my defense, my daughter ran up there. She ran. She was like, ah.
1: I saw that picture. She's, like, hugging him. Celebrity!
0: No. But, like, I remember being forced. There are pictures of me, like, crying. Like, who is this man?
1: No, I was also, I was pretty pro-Santa as a kid, but not my kids. Neither of them. They're, like, stranger danger. Stay away yep. from me, scary man in a red suit. My middle son, like, was kind of, like, leaned over and
0: was just, like, huh. Eh. My oldest can't be bothered to hang out with us in any situation. So he was not part of this, but it just, sorry, I digress. It was just like a whole,
1: it was a it was a train of thoughts that I had where I was like, I wonder. No, I do not think that that would happen even a little bit. Also, I don't know how. Especially my- if, if it was just a new thing and like, it wasn't a tradition. Like, oh, yeah. I did this. So I want you to do it. No, absolutely yeah. not.
0: I wonder who the first person was that's like, hey, put this old
1: man in the mall. We'll let little kids sit on his lap. (laughs) Uh, It was him. It was (laughs) Santa. We're going to charge 15 bucks a
0: pop for these pictures and the lines are going to be around the mall. Like, it's going to be wild in here. Who could
1: have guessed? Who could have guessed that would have happened? And now we're like, bro, it's a pandemic. (laughs) Get your shit together. (laughs) It's your Santa beard <laughs> over your mouth and nose, sir. Why do you smell like booze? <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, Santa right, Santa Adolf over here, which, okay, whatever. Uh, Adolf, for most of his life, had, not most of his life, since he had gotten out of the military, he had driven a cab and hadn't, he had other odd jobs. In the many years before 2002, he was mostly a cab driver, though. God dang it. He also frequented area bars to occasionally have a drink, and he whittled canes and gave them to anyone who needed them. Or he might sell them for like $10, really cheap. He just liked to whittle canes. Which, all right, and people related him to saying he was just a nice guy with a big white beard. I hate that like, I when hate it was that. public, people thought that he was being framed like legitimately, that there was no way. That, I can't that... say I blame him because if that's the image I got of this guy, I'd be like, no, yeah, he, um, <laughs> they people were just besides themselves, and even though the detectives and the daughters were confident, they were like, this is this guy. Pretty much it was and also he's like eighty, almost eighty at this point, so they're like, How do we do this? They have to have physical evidence. Have to. But it's been thirty years. The women all had rape kits completed, but two of the three, Catherine and Anna's rape kits, um, in San Pedro, they were too degraded. They couldn't get anything from them. And they couldn't find Lois's kit. It was This is crazy. So they had to go to the evidence room and the evidence clerk was like, you can look for it. There's like a cabinet of stuff that never got put into the computer system, but I don't know if it's going to be there. And it's, this is a room full of like little slides, like little microscope slides. Right. Mm -hmm. And they opened that cabinet and it was just right there. Lois's kit. And they got to send it to the lab. Oh, love yeah see it. it was magical and again Adolf zero criminal record so he doesn't have a DNA profile anywhere but they sent that kid to the lab and it came back with a DNA profile so now how do they get this guy's DNA
0: please tell me it's like a grandkid or a kid or
1: something. <laughs> it's the- It's not. And they actually got into a bit of a sticky situation because he, because he was like transient, he, they couldn't find him. It took them three months to find him again, to be like, hey, because they couldn't just ask for his DNA because he knows what he did. And if you're like, we need your DNA, he's going to run. So they did this big old under, undercover operation to get it. And the plan was that, straight up, old school, they were going to get him to a donut shop. <laughs> Cops and donuts, gotta love it. They are going to get him to a donut shop and take his coffee cup after they talked to him about burglaries that were happening in the area that he lived. Which there weren't any. That was a lie. They made that up. But they're allowed to make shit up as long as they're not messing with anyone's rights. It's sketchy, but they do it. And the only way that police can take DNA is that it has to be voluntarily discarded. So like, he can't like take a drink of coffee and they'll be like, "Ha, gotcha, punk!" And then take the cup and yeah, run you assass- have to wait for him to throw it away. Essentially, yes, he has to completely and intentionally. And even if they got it and it was a match, it's useless unless it was Mm -hmm. voluntarily discarded. So he goes to the donut shop. They get him to the donut shop with an undercover detective. And this dude legitimately says, I thought you were actually going to talk to me about some murders that happened around here back in the 70s. Just straight up. And the detective is like inside panicking. Oh, nope. That's definitely not what we're doing here. Not at all. I don't know what you're talking about because he doesn't want him to start thinking like that's what really this is about and then he doesn't do anything, right? So he gets them back on the burglaries thing and they finish up and they both leave and he left his coffee cup that he drank out of on the table. So they walk out. Another undercover officer swoops in and grabs the cup as soon as they're out of the thing and it took six weeks but they got the DNA profile and it was an exact match to the vaginal slides they had from Lois 30 years Well, would you look before. at that? Veronica so- Mars, is that you? Because this sounds like a... <laughs> it sounds like an episode of something, right? Dang. So they, they arrested him and put his bond at a million dollars. Oh, damn. <laughs> I know. Like, wow. Rightfully and- so, but Damn. Yeah, they're finally they finally get to interview him. And Adolf is he acts totally oblivious. Like he has no idea that they have anything on him. And he doesn't like, think that oh, they oh, do. Oh,
0: did you find me?
1: <laughs> yeah, just like that.
0: <laughs> do you know I gotta get back to the North Pole. Don't you know who I am?
1: <laughs> it's your friendly neighborhood, Santa Claus. Um, his exact quote. After, they were like, we just want to know why you did this. He said, can I tell you a reason why something happened that you're saying that I did, but I have no knowledge of doing other than being questioned about it? Am I a stupid person? Yes, you are. But then he asked for a lawyer and he didn't talk again. Would not speak. But he was still charged later that day. But now it's September two thousand three, so like a year has gone by since the other woman came forward with her news of this confession, and this didn't go to trial until two thousand and six. Surprised he stayed alive that long. He's still alive.
0: Shut up.
1: Yeah. So this trial. No, he's not. Yes, kidding. he is. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, he's like a hundred. He's ninety five. Yes. Both of those daughter-in-laws testified against him. And the DNA evidence, he got a life sentence, no parole, first-degree murder of Lois Petri. Um, And he's also facing the trial for one of the women in San Francisco. But because he is 95 years old, they're probably not going to do it.
0: I would do it just to add salt to the wound.
1: Yeah, he's got an appeal. He appealed his, uh, his verdict. Because his defense attorneys tried to say that the restaurant should have cleared the cup away, which would have prevented police from obtaining that DNA sample. They tried to say that those women um, weren't reliable, which wasn't true. She literally had written it down the day that it happened and then had oh, it 27 yeah. years later. Uh, yeah. And the other one just called police as soon as he told her. So it's all mm-hmm. blown, But yeah, he's still alive and in prison. Um, and so you mentioned earlier... He said, why is he telling these? And I think that he got too old to be a serial killer anymore. And that he told those women to relive like some weird sexual thrill and control he felt like when he, the way he felt when he murdered those other, like knowing that they were scared of him or that he, that he could get them to do Mm -hmm. something thinking he was a murderer. That's what I think he was doing when he yeah, told those women. That makes sense. Yeah. And also, it's those were that. the only women near him.
0: Yeah. It's either that or he wanted to be caught. Like, at some point, if he's like,
1: I thought that <laughs> too. But uh the way I he acted know. once he got arrested would lead you
0: to believe different.
1: Yeah. Like, he straight up thought that he had gotten away with it. He and is living what I
0: hope. Obviously, like, we have our big thoughts about, like, capital punishment but when they are that old already and miserable and they're used to being able to like go and go and do whatever they want I love nothing more than for them to just sit think about miserable. what
1: you've done
0: old man it's just Yet. it's 95 like holy shit already like you're costing yeah. the California taxpayers the <laughs> <some> money.
1: <laughs> Kick the bucket, bro. Like just get out of here. We've had your time. Uh yeah, he super sucks. I So you kept saying like because you said six, right? Yeah. So two of the women in San Francisco are suspected that they okay. were him. So they're not confirmed. The other four, the three in, um, so like Lois, uh, Catherine and Anna, those three in San Pedro and then Leah Griffin. Um, she was the one who had breast cancer. She was 60 in the hotel in San Francisco. That was the other one. So those four are pretty much proven. And then the two that aren't are Irene, the woman who owned the bar, and Maude, the Mm -hmm. 83 year old. But they fit his MO, and it's around this, it's the same exact time he was in the area. He actually lived in San Jose around that area, so he kind of had it's closer to San Francisco, but a little bit more of a middle point there. It's just
0: gross that these women probably talk to him like either in conversation at a bar like just like getting to know i mean i've been to bars where i sit and talk to the people next to me like all night and like at the end i'm like you're my best friend
1: (laughs) i I love
0: you (laughs) but or like they were opening up on a cab ride just like during conversation and yeah ah, i hate that i hate that
1: (laughs) yes i do too it is um. That's also I why just,
0: I, why I don't talk to people in cats.
1: <laughs> I just can't they when they went back and looked at the initial cold case files after the second woman came forward and was like, Hey, this guy just told me that, there really wasn't a lot to go on and I love the like old school police work that went I into it. I love to see it. I like love to the, see that they were tapping phone lines they were getting confessions they were going to donut shops <laughs> i just thought that yeah, was really like cool it's really went- like
0: because at that point it would have been easy or for them to just be like it's
1: it's 30
0: you know it's yeah. like it's, it's so long ago Why like
1: it's 30 years and you know like he's already old at that point you know he's almost mm-hmm. 80 So they could have just been like, he's on his way out or something anyways, and not done anything. But they chose
0: to. Man, I love to see it.
1: Hate to see the crime,
0: but love to see the work that goes in. Down. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, It's speculated that these women reminded him of his ex-wife. It would absolutely... Because she went
0: out, she had a life, and he wasn't outgoing like that. They were everything that, like, his wife was. And when she left, it pissed him off.
1: Yeah, plus there was that one initial one in, like, 72. And then that year gap Mm -hmm. where I think he was just waiting to see if he could do it again.
0: Yeah, like, to see if he got caught. And then the reason that picked up the pace is because he's like, okay, wait, nothing has been said? All right, game on.
1: Yeah, and that's well. That's what serial killers do a lot of time. Mm-hmm. The first one, they'll be, and then those that time between each murder gets less and less, and like they can't control themselves.
0: Although it would be interesting to see if there's anything else that happened during that time, because it's just weird that. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't think that that would be the only thing that this guy is. I would it's say just... that if he stopped, it's because he physically couldn't. Yeah. Do that. It. Yeah, I feel that. And he also moved to New Orleans for a while, so there could be stuff in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. There could be. I said he was just there for a, like a short amount of time, so I don't know what that was. Exactly, it's really hard but, when they're transient like that. Yeah, and he moved around a lot. It was, yeah, I don't know. Well, that was he, a bummer. He looks like a like disheveled Santa Claus. I should add some of them like he store brand Santa like uh great value brand like great value brand and the parking lot outside like on the floor <laughs> or oh the like room. when it <laughs> ends up at Ollie's after it's been expired <laughs> off the shelf <laughs> yeah kind of um man it is he did the
0: most afterwards though to make to put out that facade like oh he would never he would never
1: yeah, i thought it was crazy that all these people he had a friend that would uh he ran a Porsche like a service shop and he let his he let him park his camper at his service shop and stay there sometimes and he, he was just like no way no way is it him and that was where he was when he finally got arrested he just could not believe it which it's i am assuming
0: that obviously don't know what happened with um their marriage, but I would assume that like knowing that your husband's dad,
1: by all accounts,
0: is a murderer, I'm sure that would have some strain.
1: Yeah. It said, so in like the reputable sources I read, it said she like was a dancer, but I kind of wonder if she was like a dancer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like... uh. Like exotic dancer,
0: oh, like his uh, the son-in-law, the sons, the daughter-in-law was a an exotic dancer. No, his wife.
1: Because oh. I said Anel, she worked at like it said she worked at dance studios and she liked to go out dancing. But I did read a couple of things that mentioned her potentially being a stripper. I don't know if that's true or not, but get that money, girl. I am yeah. all. <laughs> There's nothing I have no issues with that, but I just didn't know if it was true or not, so I just said dancer. Um, but yeah, hmm. glad he went down. It was it was a very satisfying end to that one. I wish it didn't take thirty years, but it was did make me feel like when I was writing the end of it, I was like, yeah, take that, buddy, donut shop for the win,
0: for real. Do you want me to tell you a funny story about being a dancer? (laughs) Were you? Have you been? So when we went to Florida with (laughs) like this past summer, it was like our flight home was at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. So we had to get up in the middle of the night and go to the airport. We're at this gas station and you know, like all of the gas stations by airports are sketchy AF. Like, yes, that's true. Like just like really dim lit, not great places. Well Or just I, in
1: the middle of nothing.
0: Yes. Those so are the worst ones. I walk into this gas station. There are a couple of women in there, um, talking about like work that night, like no big deal. And I get a couple of Red Bulls because we're gonna be flying all day. And on our way out, she said, Are you a dancer? And I was like, Oh no! And I'm in like, like leggings and like a t-shirt, like my stereo, like my typical, normal attire. And <laughs> she was like, "Oh, you're built good." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." And I get back to the car, and I'm telling my husband, "Like, <gasps> only a she...
1: woman is allowed to say that to you."
0: I was like, "She thought I was a dancer. Like, you think I'm a dancer's body?" <laughs> and he's like. Connie, I think she maybe thought like you were an exotic dancer. It's like the middle of the night, you know? And like, I was like, no. And then I told him, I said,
1: honestly, after having three kids, I am more pumped up that she thought that. Like, dude, that. Like if you get that compliment from a woman at a gas station in the middle of the night, I'm taking it. Like that's a sincere compliment, right there. Can you come
0: live with me? Like, (laughs) just hype me up. Recruit me because, like, I will. I mean, I can't dance, but like, (laughs) and I'm not really good at talking to people. But I can stand there awkwardly. (laughs) But I was
1: like,
0: I was like, I thought she meant like a. Ballerina. I'm like, are you a
1: ballerina? Are you a dancer? And, I mean, sometimes you needed those Red Bulls for sure. <laughs> well,
0: that's like, and sometimes uh I'll come out and I'll be like getting ready for bed or like hugging out of the shower. But I'm just like, you a dancer? <laughs> <laughs> but I, the, he told me, he's like, for it's like, w- as like as well rounded as you are, I think it's
1: cute that like you're out here. Like she thought I was like in ballet. He's like, "Cause I
0: love you," but like,
1: no. <laughs> you're gonna be riding that high for the rest of your life. I am. Sometimes <laughs> kind of, if
0: I'm feeling down on myself, I think about that, and this is my
1: TED talk to compliment other women because that's so funny. I just had that talk with my six year old today. She was like, "When should you?" We we got these uh little like question cards to like ask each other and she was like Mm -hmm. when is the best time to give a compliment and i was like when you think it she's like Mm -hmm. what if they're not there when you think it i was text him yeah she she was like what so like if i were thinking about connie right now and i thought wow connie's a good friend i could just text her and say hey just so you know, you're a good friend, or like we do do
0: that, yeah. I mean, like or if you that's see my someone,
1: calls me my wife
0: because I'm always like, <laughs> I love you so much. I couldn't do this without you. Like, thank you for being the best part of gruesome. Like, all of your hard work doesn't go unnoticed. And Zach is like, you don't even talk to me like that. And I'm like, you don't put in the work like does.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's true though. We do do that. Thank, thank you. Killed it again. Um, So, yes, if you think something nice about someone, unless you're a dude and you don't know that woman, but tell your dudes, like, tell other dudes they look good if you see one (laughs) and and you're like, if you're a dude and you see a guy and you like his hat, say, hey, man, cool hat. If you're a girl Mm -hmm. and you see someone with a cool shirt, wow, your shirt's awesome. I love your style. It'll make their life. I'm just trying to find, and, like, this
0: is also, like, a sad 2021 problem almost 2022 because i do genuinely like to be complimented by anyone who will compliment me because <laughs> i just like that attention please give it to me <laughs> but like i realize now that like appropriate for you to like now that I, I think it was it's different when you're younger But like, as you get older, I do not want someone my father's age complimenting me randomly.
1: Like, yeah, well, I maintain that if you are a man and you do not know a woman, you should not probably speak to her unless it's like to save her life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, someone's gonna get pissed off by that comment. No, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, you, know, but the- you know, that being said, I was at the post office sending out stickers of the month and a very cute old man told me that I was a good mother. And Oh, I love <laughs> You can compliment someone on their mothering abilities. Just it was very cute. I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, you can tell they're the center of attention, not what you're doing. I'm like, okay, sir, please stop. I will cry in public. <laughs> it's like thank you
0: it was thank very you. cute and honestly awesome. I do feel like those well-placed like stranger compliments like hey I really like your shoes or Meg and I had a lady date on Sunday when we were doing all the sticker of the month stuff and our waiter was so adorable he was probably what 20 if that little baby face he was he was a little guy but he had curly. He he was like Gen Z. Like I never felt older than what I did sitting
1: <laughs> in, at that, in that moment.
0: And he had like curly hair, so I was just like, "Hey, like, what product do you use on your hair? It looks great." My daughter also has curly hair, and I was like, "You know what? This is nice. Like, you could just, we should spread. It sounds very cheesy, but you should spread kindness because."
1: Especially at this time of year,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I have thought back to our lady date many times about you saying your favorite thing is how I can match your energy with what we eat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I said match my energy and. That you always match me when we eat. Yes. We I was like, smash that food though. That was It's
0: like, are we about to throw down here? <laughs> we did it. We did appetizer. We did soup. We did entree. <laughs> we spent <laughs> like $80 and it was just the two of us <laughs> at Olive Garden, guys. <laughs> at we,
1: lunchtime,
0: <laughs> we didn't go to the cheesecake factory, y'all. Like, it's not like a steak and.
1: We went to Olive Garden, spent eighty dollars on the two of us. I know. Connie was like, "I'll buy you lunch," but she wasn't expecting me to smash all that.
0: It's <laughs> and not, it's not more- like
1: first date courtesy where you're like,
0: "I'll just have this salad." I think not. Of <laughs> the lobster, extra <laughs> butter.
1: It's <laughs> the only time I can sneak and eat gluten. <laughs> I was really worried you were gonna feel sick. I was like, "Are you gonna be okay?" No, all those... this this not gluten free pasta, these not gluten free breadsticks, this not gluten free toasted ravioli.
0: Yeah, there's this pill called glutenese, and it really does its job. Also, okay. not sponsored,
1: but <laughs> but just in case, unless you, need you to want know. to, I mean, just <laughs> send me some. Could use some Gluten-Ease.
0: I need some cookies. Some. Gluten ookies. (laughs) Glookies. All right, guys. (laughs) This is your friendly reminder to, like I told Meg, drop the hints to your husband. It's a week before Christmas. It's not even a
1: week. When this comes out, it's two days. It's the
0: one time of the year where you can be like, I can't wait for Christmas. I got you the best gift. And then he's going to match that energy and you are going to get a 10 times nicer gift because he had forgotten to get you one it That's
1: works I tell you it does work it actually just happened to me I was yeah. like I, I got your present it's so good and he was like oh, I haven't even thought about yours and I was like what really I was looking forward to Christmas but then I already hey. guess what it was I always <laughs> guess what it is it's my it's my gift
0: I all choose right. not to I want to know I, I, I have to be surprised because I fucking love opening Christmas presents like
1: I love the- surprises but not if I know they're coming like if I know he already like you got me something I'm gonna get like guess until I get it and I'm really good at like guessing
0: you can wrap craft mac and cheese and if it has a <laughs> bow
1: and wrapping
0: paper I am hyped I uh, love gifts <laughs>
1: all of them I don't discriminate No, no, no hate towards anything. All right, guys.
0: Okay, now that's it. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy winter solstice. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to
1: Gruesome, Horrific, True Crime. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, and you'd like us to keep putting out ad free content, here are some of the ways that you can help support Gruesome.
0: You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us and you get a, I knew them before they were famous moment.
1: Follow Gruesome Podcast on Instagram and talk to us on our posts. Engage with us. we love to hear from you there. If you'd like to send a donation, we have a Patreon. Sign up to join our True
0: Crime Sticker of the Month Club and to gain access to exclusive Patreon perks.
1: If a one-time donation is more your thing, you can find our Venmo at gruesome podcast and our PayPal using our email gruesome at gmail.com.
0: Speaking of which we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether or not that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not.
1: Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, And on Wednesdays, we're We're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye. (laughs)